You are listening to the Gate 7 International Podcast, a podcast connecting Olympiacos fans from Melbourne to Baltimore, from London to Piraeus. We are four Olympiacos fans from every corner of the world, bringing you news and interviews of the team you love in English. With new episodes twice a week, you'll never lose the latest updates and stories of the team you love. This is our team, our city, and our land. You're listening to the Gate 7 International Podcast. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Gate 7 International. I'm your host, Adi. And again, it's just me solo today, guys. Look, everyone seemed to like the solo episode so much that we decided to do it again. You guys love hearing my voice. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, the other host, guys, like we said before, it's busy for everybody. Lambro has exams. Peter has PhD stuff. I'm assuming that means exams, too. Crunch time for both of them, plus Peter teaches. Uh, and Costa as well, but everyone is going to be back next week. So next week you'll see everybody back. Hopefully we have a couple of us back for post game as well, and we'll get the gang back together. But for today, you just have me, and we're going to do the same thing we did last time. I'm going to drop a live link, and anybody that wants to come hang out, it'll be intimate. It might get a little weird, but we're going to have some fun, and that's the idea here. So. If you haven't done so already, guys, don't forget, please like, subscribe, uh, and give us a comment. Bring your friends. Share the channel with them. The bigger that we get with these things, uh, the the more we can do, the bigger the audience, you know, the better things that we can do for you. Because as we've said before, guys, this is a show that's by the fans and for the fans. We're fans, too, and we do this to create the content that doesn't exist already. You guys already digging on me here. Fetanos, Adi, just tell the truth. You did a coup. A one-man coup, baby. That's right. No, I could never do this without them. This is definitely more than a one-person job. Love the guys. I, I would never and could never do this without them. Uh, guys, this is going to be it's gonna be a good time. I mean, today's been an interesting day. Um, I don't know if you saw the tweet that we shared on Twitter already. I think Lombro actually did that. Um, on TalkSport, uh, if any of you are familiar with that show, that live show that they do constantly, um, Simon Jordan had this set of comments. about. I think it was about Dean Henderson. And he said that no one goes to Holland to develop their football career. I had to share that with you guys because – I found that to be freaking hysterical, uh, especially given these guys clearly don't know about Simikas's background. Somebody needs to teach them a thing or two there. I wanted to share that with you. Please check out Twitter. You can see you can see what um, Simon Jordan said himself, and have a laugh, have a dig. Please, I encourage all of you guys to do that. Uh, Nicolas Theodoridis, Thrillermink Seknas, Paduine Pirias, London Club Gate 7. Come on, Olympiacos. Glad to have you guys here. Excited for the game tomorrow. Hope all of you guys are going to be able to watch. It's going to be a, a big, 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 big game. And real quickly before we get started, I forgot to do this on the last show, and it's probably because it was my first time being alone. But I'm remembering now, and I wanted to thank. All of our fans, everybody in the audience that's been listening to us. On behalf of everybody here at Gate 7 International, because I know I speak for the other guys when I say this. 
everybody that tagged us in the Spotify wrapped uh, things showing us that you were the we were the most listened to podcast in your playlist or one of the top. I don't know, think you guys realize how much that means to us, how much it means to especially me. Uh, I know I've mentioned this on previous podcasts when we do our milestone discussions, but I never expected this to get this far. In fact, Lambro kind of nagged me to get this started with him. I mean, when he first, when we first thought of the idea and we're like, guys, let's do this. I mean, Lambro was like, Adi, come on. I was like, no, this is a bad idea. And I'm so glad every day that Lambro nagged me until I did it with him and Peter because this has turned into something none of us expected. And every time you guys share something like that, those Spotify rap things, it really makes me feel, I, I can't even explain it. It's a wonderful feeling. And I have you guys to thank for that. So thank you, everybody. Heartfelt from Gate 7 International. We are where we are. We've, this has become what it is because of you. And it will continue to grow because of you. And we can't ever thank you guys enough for that. Now, moving forward, quick housekeeping. Guys, there's a lot of content coming up in the next couple of weeks. As we mentioned, we have a basketball episode. We have some interviews. So tune in, subscribe if you haven't done so already uh, so that you can keep up with the latest news and the latest ongoings that are going to happen with the club. Uh, a couple good things from Libyakos, New York. The fan club, uh, Teddy Menes, we, talk, we talked to you guys about that last show. So that's going to be a fun interview, plus Socrates, Socrates Selas from the Olympiacos New York Academy. And then we're going to have a couple of players from Olympiacos DC, maybe Olympiacos New York as well. So that way you guys can get to know the future of Olympiacos. And lastly, we'd like to give a brief shout out and thank you to our sponsor, Piraeus International. Thank you, Piraeus International. Uh, they are your one-stop shop for all of your international transshipping needs, whether you're shipping olive oil packages, cars, or relocating completely. Piraeus International is here to help. Freight forwarding services around the world, guys and girls. Give our friends a call at 410-675-4696 or send them an email to sales at piraeusintl.com. And if you guys haven't seen it yet, check out the link. I dropped the link on in the comments. So if you want to join, please come join in. Like I said, it's going to be intimate. It might get weird, but we're going to have some fun with it. A couple comments rolling in here after Fethano accusing me of a coup. Fethan, are you gonna brave? Are you gonna brave the system here? Are you gonna jump in and talk to me face to face, big guy? Let us see that glorious mane. Maybe you will, maybe you won't. From Smios, Monothirefta, Avrio Metodiplo, Elvetia 7. Oh, one of Lambro's friends at uh, Swissgate 7. Love it. Thank you for job for jumping in. And I hope, my friend, I hope, I hope, I hope for a big win tomorrow. Huge win and would be very historical because 12 points if we can win and get 12 points in a europa league group stage i don't think that's happened since i've been alive i could be wrong sparrows here missing the match tomorrow going to work at west ham stadium whoa going to work at west ham stadium love it shame that you're going to miss the match but hey that should be a good time ts bangoa hello from australia thank you for checking in my friend thank you uh Love having everybody checking in from all over the world. We have a huge Australian contingent. I didn't realize how big our listenership was from Australia until everyone was tuning in. But guys, seriously, if you're feeling peckish, I dropped the link in the comments. Join in. Let's have a chat. There's quite a few things to get through, but it might be a pretty quick show today. Uh, we're going to jump into some, some analytics about how we performed and then check out some of what Antwerp has done. We already brought it up earlier. The game tomorrow is huge for many reasons. So 
we need to win if we want a hope to secure first place in this group. We've already secured at least Europe beyond January. We know that. But it's a question of whether we're going to compete in the round of 32 or whether or not we are going to be competing directly in the round of 16. Because remember, if you win your group, you go directly to round of 16. But if you come in second, you have to play against one of the, the we'll say, the third-place losers of the Champions League group stage. And there is going to be... There's going to be some very interesting teams dropping down. The Probably the most high profile is Barcelona. Barcelona lost to Bayern Munich 3-0, and they are going to be in the Europa League group stage. I, I, I my personally am a Real Madrid fan, so I will never cry about Barcelona's tragedies or their the, whatever nonsense they get into, and I'm going to enjoy this. Um Fetano saying here he wants Barcelona. I still don't know if I want Barcelona. It's still Barcelona. And even a crappy Barcelona is a tough team, especially for us. But it's just interesting. There's going to be a lot of tough teams. Uh, RB Leipzig, I believe, is also a team. I can get the list pulled up while we're uh, while we're waiting here. But um, it's it's going to be interesting. And I personally would prefer to just skip this whole thing. I personally would prefer if we can just get to the round of 16. If, you know, secure that for us and give us more time to build. I think this team is finally beginning to hit stride. It It's stride, I should say. The team is, in the last couple of weeks, starting to put together not consistent performances, but at least bit part performances here and there that make me feel like we're seeing, we could be seeing the old Olympiacos again, or at least the Olympiacos of uh, yesteryear or two years ago even, we've, we've seen flashes. In the game against Offi this, this past weekend, we, the second half, we saw flashes of that. We saw, we saw a team that could connect, that could maintain some kind of buildup. And it gave me hope. It gave me hope that, we are, that this team is finally, finally, finally putting something together. And uh, I, I really, I really think that things are coming together at the right time. It was a struggle in the beginning, and we're going to get into that. But I think that the team is finally, finally starting to come good. Now, before we, before we really get into uh, some of the Antwerp, some of the, the more specifics about Antwerp. I wanted to bring up, I wanted to kind of pull up some data, some tables that kind of reflect the performance in our group, in Europa League Group B, until this point in the season. Uh, as you guys know, the beginning of this this group stage was a little, it was interesting, right? The first game against Antwerp at home, I thought we were fortunate to win that game. I thought Antwerp was the better team in that game. I didn't think we looked very good. Then we go to Turkey. And we get a really huge win in Turkey. And we played, I thought we played quite well. We had a game plan. We stuck to it. Maybe you could say Fenerbahce was unlucky. There was the Pelkas post that he missed. But we win. Huge win. But then comes about a month of turmoil. Because we go to Germany. And we have one of the worst displays of football I've seen under 
Pedro Martins' career with Olympiacos. Probably the worst. I mean, I don't think I've seen us play maybe an ugly game in Greece here and there, but I've never seen a European game that ugly. I mean, it was bad. And we come back, we, we get them in Greece, a Frankfurt team that is nothing special. They're nothing special. And we can't get it done in Greece either. That was disappointing. But we followed up with a tough win against Fenerbahce in Greece. Again, I don't think we looked anything spectacular, but we got the job done, and that's what matters. Then the last couple weeks, the team has started to look good. But when I say the team hasn't really looked how we would expect, or the team hasn't played how you know convincing maybe i should maybe i should just show you guys so i have a chart here uh and what you're looking at here this is a goal and expected goal chart that uh we created we took the data from y scout just to piece together to give you guys kind of an idea of how things look um from a top-down perspective so on the left side you have the goals from all the teams in our group frankfurt obviously scoring the most being the number one team right now in the group with us right behind them with eight goals, Fenerbahce with six and Antwerp at five. XG is a different perspective. In terms of XG, Fenerbahce has nine and a half. I mean, they're really underperforming their XG. Then followed behind them is Frankfurt at 7.88, us at 7.15 and Antwerp kind of scoring at what it is what is expected. Now, you've heard my co-host Gosta bring up that Frankfurt is like the luckiest team in this group. And just looking at how other teams have performed, whether under or overperformed their XG, yeah, they've overperformed their XG, but they've got some star power that other teams don't have. When you have the, when you have the likes of Kostic, who's, been, who's looked great, it, it makes sense. And they have more star power, at least, than we do. Looking at expected goals per shot PSG on a per shot basis. They create the most threat on a per shot. Fenerbahce is probably a little bit more unlucky. Now this is more of the offensive broad kind of offensive outlook at it. Um, then there's goals conceded. So this chart that you're looking at now, I don't know why it's coming up so fuzzy. Um, maybe it was a rendering error, but it looks a little fuzzy. Anyway, this is a goal and expected goal conceded chart. So how many goals a team is likely to concede versus how many they did concede. And we also included where the goals have been conceded from. Frankfurt obviously has conceded the last, followed by us, then Fenerbahce, and Antwerp at 10. Antwerp has actually conceded the fifth, the sorry, the fourth most goals in the Europa League, period, in the competition. So they've conceded some of the most goals. Looking at what was expected, in terms of expected goals conceded, you know, we were expected to concede about seven. So we we overperformed that, which is pretty good. Fenerbahce at 6.21 conceded seven, but Frankfurt expected goals conceded 7.18 and they conceded five. And we look at the expected goals conceded per shot, ours was the lowest. The shots that we conceded. We conceded the, we'll say, the least risky opportunities for our, op our opponents. They had the least probable chances to score against us out of any other team in the group. Frankfurt, under, on the other hand, 
the chances they conceded, the chances they gave up were some were higher probability than us. And this goes to further Costa's point that Frankfurt is way too lucky, the luckiest team of the group. And Costa believes their luck's running out tomorrow. I sure hope so. Because on paper, they shouldn't be doing as well as they are. Now, you know, unfortunately or unfortunately, the game of football doesn't go by on paper, statistics or otherwise. Statistics are great for us to kind of get an idea of what's going on, the patterns, etc. But what's great about the lovely game of football is anything can happen. And we've seen that. So it is what it is. Frankfurt maybe doesn't deserve to be on at this. Maybe they're lucky to be where they are, but they're, they're there. And we have to deal with it, and this is what's in front of us. So I hope you guys like that. Uh, we try to bring in we try to bring in some data to moreover to kind of prove our theories and what we what we believe is going on uh, behind the behind or at least I do. Uh, I'm huge on data, always have been. You guys know this, though, especially those that have been listening to the Gates Heaven International for a while. I firmly believe that most of what we see, a lot of what we see can be explained by data. And looking at this, you can see, I mean, this, this game tomorrow is ours to lose. We have everything going for us in this. We are picking up form. The team is looking good. Antwerp's de- defensively, they are, they're the worst in, in, in our group. They don't create as many chances. Uh, it is, this game is ours to lose. Now it is an away game. And you can't, we can't discount the importance of an away game, right? It's tough. There will be fans there. In fact, our very own Costa Levoyanis will be there. Costa is going to be at the game. So anybody, if you guys are going to be in Belgium and you see Costa, say hi. Uh, it's going to be a great time. Should be some great coverage. And I'm looking forward to, I'm hoping Costa has a blast there. Uh, as always, anybody that is going to be going out there, please stay safe. Um, you know, the, uh, the the new variant, I get has everybody freaking out. There's a lot of stuff spreading. So just be careful when you guys go there. Don't be dumb. Uh, but have a good time. Um, Fethanos with a comment here. I read that they don't allow away fans in Belgium. Um, that hasn't been what we've been told. We've been talking to, to some people in the club. And so far, it looks like, so far, it looks like uh, it's being allowed. Uh, that's what we've been told, personally. Now, until I get other news this is just what we know right now but it could change it could very well change and if it does change it's unfortunate but it is what it is we deal with it now back on to looking at antwerp like i said antwerp has conceded the most goals they have the highest the highest conceded goals and expected conceded goals of the group we should be putting something past these guys we i i expect Maybe I don't expect a drubbing, but I'm expecting uh, a two-goal game. I think that's reasonable if we play well. Now, if we come out and play like we did against Frankfurt, we could end up losing this game. But at this stage, I think we're finally picking up form. I don't think that happens. I don't think this will be a comfortable win. I, I expect us to eat a goal, especially one, maybe a dumb one. But I expect us to eat a goal, but I do expect us to win this game. That should be the expectation. I'm not scared like I was against Fenerbahce or Frankfurt because we weren't playing well. There weren't positive signs moving forward. There are positive signs for this club going into this game. The team is starting to play well. The tempo is beginning to pick up over the course of the last couple of weeks from game to game. Our defense, despite the complaints you have heard from, from well, especially um, 
Lombardo. Despite that, our defense has been solid at limiting opportunities, at limiting the dangerous opportunities. And that's a good thing. That's a very good thing. And that's something that is going to be probably one of the reasons if we do win tomorrow, that we do, because our defense has been pretty good. Now, I'm not going to, before I say, before I go forward, I should say, I'm not saying that our, our defense is going to be all of a sudden distributing the ball better. No, that's not what I'm saying. I know we've talked about how poor our distribution, ball distribution has been out of the back. No, I'm, ta- I'm talking about the defensive performance, limiting opportunities, winning the ball, intercepting the ball, and ensuring that ensuring that there's not a lot going on in front of our goal. That's what I'm talking about. I hope, I am hoping for a good defensive performance with the ball at our feet as well, because we need that. If Antwerp presses us high, things could get ugly. They could get they could get pretty ugly. But I'm not expecting that. The what we're seeing going into this game, I'm expecting a decent performance. I'm expecting that we will come out and maybe in the beginning we won't put we'll, we'll probably give them some space we'll probably employ another mid block again but i do expect as the game wears on that we will control the game and as we control the game i expect that we will create more opportunities i don't want to see what we saw in the first our first meeting against them where our opportunities are lethargic and we're not seeing good things but they're creating dangerous opportunities no, I think I expect more. I expect more than that. And I think, I think you, you guys as fans also expect more than that. And that's fair. I think that's very fair. Now, as far as, as far as the performances go, looking at the group, I gave you guys how the group's performing on a whole. Um, uh, I showed you, who who's expected to concede what who's expected to do what Gostas Papa Dimitrio we must dominate the game Adi yeah Gosta you're you're I I am a I agree with you I agree with you and I I still believe that the the context moving into this with how we've been performing I th- I think that we will be dominant on the ball again like I said maybe not in the beginning but I think as we grow into the game we should Barring any weird circumstances, we should be dominant on the ball. Comment here from Libyakos FC Fan Club of California. Cheers from San Francisco, guys. We will be resent. We will be representing Libyakos at Kezar's Pub tomorrow. Metokalo hypocrisy. Hey, guys. If I don't know where Kezar's Pub is, I'm I'm assuming that's in San Francisco. But if you guys are out there. Go to Kezar's Pub and hang out with the Libyakos FC Fan Club of California. Thank you for checking in, guys, and thank you for letting us know. I hope all of our California Greeks will be out there. If Frank uh, Fethanos has another comment here. If Frankfurt draws, can we still finish above them with goal differential? We, so we could. We could. But we would have to score some goals. So the idea tomorrow is, and the reason I say we have to come out and I expect us to come out on top and, and actually possess and create opportunities because we have to win. You're right, Fethano. It's not, it's not given that if we win, we win this group because it's not. 
it, it, it isn't because if if they if they tie or or draw, then it comes down to goal differential. And right now they have us. Um, I'm going to pull up the groups the the groups right now so that I can be sure about what I'm talking about. Um, but I'm pretty sure we have to get a couple of goals for for this to be for this to be the case. So uh, I believe that's the case. But anyway, the the point is, oh, sorry, I said group B. We're a group D. And right now the goal differential, it's as I suspected. It's there. They have a goal differential of four. We have a goal differential of two. So not only what do we have to win, but we have to win by three goals for this to be the case. Because if we are, the way the rules are, if we are equal on goal differential, it then goes to head-to-head. And they've beaten us twice. It's goal differential. So we have another comment here. T.S. Bangoa. I thought it's head-to-head. It is goal differential first, then head-to-head, according to what I have right here. Now, if this is, if the information I have right here is wrong, uh, then that's also the case. But it looks like here the first thing is goal differential, then head-to-head. So we to be comfortable if we if you know if we want to progress we need to come out and attack Antwerp because otherwise it doesn't matter and we should we have nothing to lose i mean we're we're already guaranteed to go to go forward we're already guaranteed to be at least in the round of 32 the point is here we we have to we have to put our cards on the table so that we can attempt to take this top spot now guys before um before i continue i'm going to drop the link again Please, you don't need to have a special mic. You don't need to have any special knowledge. Doesn't matter to me. Click on the link and join in. Give me your thoughts because we're getting to that part of the podcast. We're getting some some hot takes. I want hot takes. You guys have heard me talk for 26 minutes now. I want to hear you. I want to hear what your hot takes are. And if and if you're a little too skittish to come in here, you know, you don't want your camera shy or audio shy, whatever it is if you don't have the camera on. Give me your hot take. Throw it in the chat. I want some hot takes here. In the meantime, I'll give you mine. I'll tell you what I think tomorrow. I think this team finally shows up. I think this team finally, finally gives us a, pro- a performance in Europe that we can be really proud of, besides the Fenerbahce game in Turkey. And I think we get a 3 nothing. Hot take. That's going to be my hot take. Uh, sorry, 3-1. Mm, no, I think we're going to eat one. I, I think we're going to eat... At least a goal, I should say, because uh, we've eaten a goal in every, I believe, in every game. Minus the uh, funny, we've eaten a goal in every game of the group stage against, ex- except against Fenerbahce. Fenerbahce is the only team so far that we've been able to keep a clean sheet against. That's so funny. I didn't even think about that before, but I think it'll be three-one. Uh, That'll be my hot take. Uh, my goals, I'm going to say my goals come from El Arabi, the killer, baby Camara, and we get a hero goal again from Cisse. Cisse is going to take the form from scoring two goals against Ofi. He's going to make it happen again for us. The legend himself, striker Cisse, going to come in, he's going to do a job and score a goal to boot and continue to further his legend. That's looking like my hot take. I think, uh, I, I really think 
even though, like I said, even though my expectation because of where we're sitting and what, 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 what we already have versus what we hope to achieve, I think we're going to, to outpossess them. But on a whole, we have generally been the team that has possessed more, more often than not. It hasn't been by a fine margin. Our average presented, our average possession percentage for this tournament, for this group stage, has been about fifty-four percent. So more, you know, we are slightly, slightly off on that. Um, we do tend to possess slightly more than our competition, um, except except the Fenerbahce game in Turkey. Uh, where I think it was about 40%. So I do expect us to have more pos- more possession. The question the question is going to be whether or not we can make meaningful chances out of the possession because that's really where we've struggled. We've struggled making what what I have called high probability or higher probability chances. The wonder goals from uh, Agipu Kamara, the those big headers from Cisse, those are not chances that we can rely on to convert all of the time. They're not. And I think it's important that we remember that. This team needs to make good chances. This team needs to really take their chances and show us something. Show us that this is the team that we are in love with and that this is the team we fell in love with, especially two years ago, that they're capable of. And I think they can do it. Oh, we have uh, we have a, a guest. We have somebody that's willing that wants to get up here and give me some hot takes. I love it. I love it. Bringing them onto the screen. We've got Holland Seven. How are you doing, my friend? Hey, hi, my friend. How are you? I'm doing very well. Where are you? Right, I'm assuming you're calling from Holland. Yeah, I'm calling from Holland. I'm a friend of Labros. We oh, were together uh, in the match uh, of Frankfurt, and uh, we're preparing for the match of tomorrow. So you know, just uh, drop by to say hello. And uh, yeah, wishing for the for the for the good results tomorrow. Uh, so definitely, you're going to the game tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to the game. Yep. So away fans, as as of right now, they're still being allowed, correct? Because there were questions about that. In yes. The so so far, it's allowed, and um, I mean, we're not expecting that because I mean, initially, you know, they were changing some rules in Belgium. Right. right, uh, right. Finally, you know, we made it. Uh, I think we would be. 800, if I'm not mistaken, 850, you know, Olympiacos fan, fans. Love it. I and love it. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, we, we hope that we won't disappoint you in terms of, you know, Kerkida and uh, that will bring, you know, the, the good results. I, you know, I don't think, I don't think any of the supporters, the away supporters for Olympiacos have ever disappointed us with the singing, everything, everything that you guys do. So thank you so much for, for going to do that. <laughs> and giving energy and life to the players on the field. I don't know how much you appreciate you, th- or I don't know how much you know we appreciate that. Those that are watching, I wish I could be there. I wish I didn't live in the United States. I could be there myself. I'd love that. Yeah, now, I mean, I, I can understand. You know, uh, living abroad, I I cannot be, you know, in the Karaiskaki games exactly very often. So I really feel that you know. I wish I, I, you know, I wish I were there in uh, most of the of the games and most of the matches. So you know, I'm, I'm I'm really jealous of the guys that can be actually there. So when team plays yep. abroad and you know when it's closer to the Central Europe that we are, it's uh, for us, you know, it's a very good opportunity to go and uh, you know watch the team, see friends, and uh, yeah. Yep. 
And uh, uh, we have a comment from Costas Papa Dimitrio. Very active group of brothers there. Shout out Holland Gate 7. So, yeah, I mean, absolutely. Holland, Holland Gate 7, you know, it's one of the, it's one of the most uh, loyal clubs. You know, it has been uh, always there. If you see, we're, we're not always, you know, we're not only following the, f- the football matches, but, you know, everywhere, volleyball, handball, Mm-hmm. Uh, water polo everywhere. I mean, you know, for us, uh, every, every every game that Olympiacos plays is the same, you know, no matter if it's a game, it's, uh, you know, the team B of Olympiacos, the, the, exactly. the, the handball team or the, the football team. I mean, you know, it's only the, it's only the SIMA. Exactly. It's not just it's not just a football club, right? Exactly. Exactly. It's not friend. just a football club. It's a way of life. We love it's it. It's a way of life. Exactly. Now, while I have you here, give me some hot takes. What do you think the score is going to be, and what do you think the lineup is going to look like? I, I mean, you know, for the lineup, I don't. I would say that Martins won't uh, will keep something closer, close to the offy, you know, to the offy game because I think that you know it, it worked quite well. Yep. Probably we'll see more of Albuena if we you know we are uh, if the score is not uh, in favor of us, you know, probably we'll see more of Albuena. But uh, for the score, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm. In general, I'm a quite pessimistic guy. But I think that tomorrow <laughs> the, the, the the scores will be good. We'll see. We'll see. As you said, one you three. know, one three. You know, my friend here says one three. I agree with him, and uh, I think we will have some good news from uh, from you know the the Fenerbahce Frankfurt March. Frankfurt March. I hope so. Like like my co-host Costa said, he thinks their luck is running out tomorrow. They've been lucky, outscoring yeah. their xG. Uh, outperforming their expected goals allowed. So, uh, yeah. Um, oh, uh, good comment here from Fethenol. And I think that's right. I think we did see something that Valbuena did not travel. Everybody I did else not travel. Did. Okay, okay. I wasn't aware. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. Everybody else will be available, but we'll see We'll see what happens. Uh, now, um, who do you think is going to score the goals? So, your buddy says 1-3. Give, give me the goal scores. 1-3, okay. So, I, I, yeah, I'll say tomorrow, uh, Envila. Envila. El Arabi. Of course. And, you know, I don't know, the third, uh, let's uh, keep it for uh, Cissé. 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 Uh, yes. I mean, I think Cissé. He's on fire. He's on fire, the guy. (laughs) He really is. The Rock is on fire. He does everything, you know. I mean, he can get the ball forward. He's a great defender. He scores for us. What can't he do? Yeah. I love it. I absolutely love it. Anyway, I, I hope that tomorrow, you know, the everything will go fine. And I, I, if you have a live show tomorrow, we can call you from uh, from uh, Adverb. Of course, of course, that would be fantastic. And I, I know we are, we always plan to do post match live shows. Uh, I probably will not be on it, but I know my co host will be. And this, you know, we're dropping the live links now. We want everybody's, like I said, we're, we're fans and we want to hear everybody else's opinions. We want to hear everybody else's voices too. It gets boring just listening to, to me speak. So. The more people that jump on, the better it is for us. And I hope, I hope you can you can come in tomorrow. I definitely want to hear what it's like on the field if you can. And I want to hear from you tomorrow. So please, if you can chime in, that would be lovely. Okay, cool. Okay. Still here this morning. Thanks a lot. To whom? <laughs> yeah, and uh, just to say hello to our friends in uh, to our friend in San Diego, George. And Absolutely. Uh, I think that he he's watching now. And say say hi to Labros from uh, from uh, the Holland and the Switzerland guys. I will and see you tomorrow with uh, the procracy. Okay. Oh, Absolutely. Me, we are ghosts. Oh, me, we are ghosts. 
Love it. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for tuning in to our friends from Holland. That was fantastic. I freaking love it. I love when everybody comes together and voices their love for Libyakos. It really is the best thing. Um, uh, there was somebody else that popped into the lobby. I lost you. Uh, if you want to come back in, I didn't catch the name. If you want to come back in, please come back in. Another comment here from the Costa 10. I wish Gary was registered. Yeah, buddy. You and me both. And your comment comes at the perfect time, my friends, because I was just about to rant about Henry Onyakuru. You know, we're going to see him tomorrow. And there's been a couple games where I said, guys, this is the day he shows us something. This is the day he says he shows us why we spent five million on him. He had a good game against uh, um, uh, Frankfurt, I thought, the second the second game. I thought he played well. I thought he showed us what he could do, what he's capable of when he has space, when when he can get behind the defender, when he has space to run. But we haven't seen anything. I think we'll see him tomorrow. And I am begging, I am begging you, Henry Onyekuru. I am begging you. Gate 7 International is begging you. Show us something. Vixe Mascati, please, I am begging you. Show us why we paid $5 million for you. Show us. There's probably going to be some spaces tomorrow. <laughs> Henry will show up against Barca I can't wait that long I want to see it now Show me something tomorrow So that maybe we don't have to play Barca in the round of 32 Please uh, We've got uh, we got a hot take from Costa Papa Dimitriou here 3-0 um, uh, Goals from Masuras El Arabi and Roni Lopez Oh Costa I like that hot take my friend I like that hot take That is a good one that's a really good one. Uh, clean sheet. Maybe this will be the first time we keep a clean sheet besides Fenerbahce. Very interesting. Very interesting. I hope that's the case. A lot of 3-1, 3-0. Watch tomorrow. It's going to be like a 1-1 or 2-1, and we're all going to look like idiots. But you know what? That's why we do this. I uh, got another comment here from Sparrows. In January transfers, we need a player called Misak Ju. Mix uh, mix off Bruma pace and Mari Kamara play style. I am not familiar with the player. If it's somebody we're linked with, I will love to do a deep dive on him. If he's mixing Bruma's pace and Mari Kamara's play style, that is uh, seems like a match made in heaven. I like it. Oh, and Sparrows comes in with a hot take. Five to one. Woo! 5-1 Olympiacos. Man, when was the last time we scored five goals in a group stage? Benfica? That's 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 a hot take. That's a hot take if I've ever seen one. Oh, we got people coming in with a couple other hot takes here. Pascalis um, Vasamakis, Fener, Fenerbahce two nothing against Frankfurt. Would love that. And Olympiacos Antwerp two one. The two one Olympiacos is probably a more realistic score line. I think that's going to be. I think that's definitely going to be the case. Um, and. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I hope I hope uh, Fenerbahce beat Frankfurt two nothing. That would be a dream. We take the top spot. Would be lovely. Twelve points in a group. I brought it up at the beginning of the show. Twelve points hasn't happened in my lifetime. I, again, that at least that I can remember. Maybe when I was really little and I barely watched Bolos Feroz. So 
but huge, huge. And in a down season, how crazy is it? In a, in a season where we don't think the team has really played well so far, we could be getting 12 points. Absurd. The, the whole thing is, the whole thing is absurd. Um, the Costa 10, hot take. Ronnie Lopez should start. I'm in agreement with you. I would prefer to see in the starting lineup Masudas and Ronnie Lopez, not Onyakuru. But I have a feeling Henry Onyakuru is going to be the starter there. I, I firmly believe that. Um, and the Costa 10, Bruma greater than Henry for sure. In terms of value, yeah. If we, if, if we could have paid $3 million for Bruma, it seems like a steal now. Hindsight, my friends. 2020. 2020. Clapazas, uh, Duda Lange. We scored five against Duda Lange. I completely forgot about that. Thank you, Clapazas, for uh, for bringing that one up. Costa Papa Dimitio, back again. No goal for the opponents. We are better. Must crack them from the beginning. Focus must be 100%. You are absolutely right, my friend. You are absolutely right. It must be. Uh, I... I we, we need to beat Antwerp. I don't think it's going to be an easy game, but it's there for the taking. This is our game to lose. So I, th I hope we come out. I hope we come out and we play well. This team plays. We see the we see more of what we saw building on off from that Ofi game. I think we can. I think we can do it. And guys, we've been going on this. I've been going at this solo for 40 minutes. Uh, you know, we've, we've brought up some of the data. We've talked about, uh, some things that we do and do not want to see. I got a couple of your hot takes. Love it. And we're going to see tomorrow. Costa uh, is going to be at the game. We have a post-match, live post-match coming in. I hope you guys can tune in for that tomorrow as well. And also, guys, if you haven't done so already, I'm going to ask you again, please don't forget to like and subscribe. Remember, when when you, every person, every like, every sub that we get, the bigger this gets. And if we continue to get bigger, we can bring on bigger guests. And our goal in the end is just to make this whole thing bigger, to connect more and more Libyakos fans and to raise the profile of Libyakos. That is our whole goal here. The more you do that, the more people that can join, the better, the better that this can be. Um, and before we close up, we did get a couple other, we did get, oh, thank you, Costa, Costa Papa, support gate seven international. Oh, we have a late entry, ladies and gentlemen, Steven Kuduru making it in at the final whistle. Steven, how are you doing, buddy? Oh God, I just made it just for the last kind of innings. I've, <laughs> I've been subbed on just like Hassan. I've launched myself and scored a last minute winner. Hopefully, well, he's still on loan, so. And he's not Super scoring stuff. from what I'm gathered. So mm -mm. I actually checked into him the other day. Yeah. He's uh, he's had some interesting like highlight reels of some interesting moves on the ball that I never saw when he played for us, but that's about <laughs> it. He hasn't really scored. And some of the same complaints are surfacing from Turkey about him that we had. So it kind of makes me feel a little bit better about myself, but Steven, <laughs> well, I have you here, man. Let's like, give me a hot take. Uh, you just got in. You, you just got settled, but, you know, I'm going to unsettle you now. Give me a hot take, right. score line, what you think the lineup is going to be. Oh, and I forgot to say what I thought the lineup was going to be. But go ahead. Give it to me. Okay. So, oh, I imagine you've gone through everything. And we, like, we, we guaranteed ourselves second. It's not yep. likely that we'll finish top. 
it's yep. still possible. We need Fenerbahce to do us a favour. And yep. we need to do ourselves a favour and get a win <clears throat> for the coefficient from morale and to try and maybe secure first. Oh, I'm going to say that we win 1-0 away. It's mm-hmm. going to be a tough game. Yep. We've been conceding some silly goals in the last couple of games that we haven't needed to concede. Yep. Um, but I think we'll do just enough to hold on and get the win. Whether that means anything for finishing first, I don't know. But I do think we can win this game against Antwerp. Um, and I, with regards to the lineup, I think it's going to be... I think Lopez is going to start, you know. I think I Ronnie Lopez... I think he'll start over on Yukuru, you know. On, Ronnie Lopez is on fire. He's looking really good. I've, I've been sceptical of him ever since he came in because I knew his... We all knew his ability. Yep. We all knew what he was capable of. It was just the application that we didn't we didn't think he was going to deliver and he may get shipped off in January back to Sevilla, but right. he's doing great. So yep. I would like him to see him start. You and um, me, you and me yeah. both, my friend. You and me both. Uh, I I hope we see that. I, I do. I really do. But I'm I'm expecting to see Henry Onyekuru weasel his way in there. I, I, I will say this as well, Ari. I don't think Socrates is gonna start, you know. I have a right. feeling yeah, he's fit. He was on the bench, if I'm not mistaken, against Offi. So they say. <laughs> so they say. But yeah, I think I don't know. I don't think Martins is going to rush him back, and and so it's going to be Barcy say. I think yep. it'll be Barcy say. Um, yeah, but I, and, I guess that's that, that's a tepid take I could give because it's probably going to happen. <laughs> yeah, and people, people, some people may still be pissed off that it does happen, but hey ho, that's that's yeah. Football. Look, you're absolutely right. And I think that's actually probably the more realistic take. You missed it earlier. I mean, I gave my hot take. Three nothing, baby. Done. So that three we can nothing. then Ooh. three nothing, I would my friend. I love that. I would to beat absolutely. the goal differential, you know, in case they, they draw with Fenerbahce, we beat yes, the goal there differential. Is the goal difference as well, for sure. I yeah. mean, if it was if it was head to head, then we'd be stuffed anyway. Like, thank goodness it's not head to head. Um Yeah. I mean, uh, the thing is, Antwerp got Antwerp got a result against Frankfurt, and we couldn't do that. We threw away the set of the game yeah. in Virea against them, where we could yeah. have got a draw at least. So they're not a dip, they're not a easy team to play against. No, they're not. But they're yeah. also not that good either. You know what I mean? Like no, the, the, no. They, they have quality. They have some quality. Like Kostic especially is like, I mean, the for me, an amazing player for me. He could do everything for them. But they were not that good. And no, no, no. Uh, we I thought we played pathetic in Germany. It was the worst performance I think I've seen under uh, Pedro Martins in his era. Yeah, and I think we so. should have taken we should have taken some was, you know something there off of that. It was up there with Porto last season, give or, which probably the, probably the, the last game of the group stage last season yep. against Porto. That yeah. probably on that on that level because at least away we we tried, but then at home for some exactly reason, we were dreadful. Exactly. Um, and and Antwerp too, like they they they're nothing special, but then they have yep. like a, a player that can make a difference, like Rajan Angolan. Who's if you saw? Did you see his goal on the weekend? I did. It was oh, uh, well, it was, it was lovely. It was yes. it was definitely a tasty goal. But you know the Frankfurt uh, Frankfurt Antwerp in the fir- you know I brought this up earlier in the show mm. in the first game. You know they they looked like the better team when when we played them. They had the better yeah. opportunities for me. and But I think the difference is we're starting to finally hit our stride. We've had a couple games in a row where we've seen flashes of how the team should be playing, especially against in, against Uffie. We saw the, the best, highest match tempo. 
the some of the best pure possession we've had in a while. One touch interplay that we haven't seen all season. And if that if that game, if what we if we can build on that and we bring that into this game, I, I don't think actually three nothing or three one is unreasonable because if we play like that, I think we will do really well. This Antwerp team I brought it up earlier in the show, uh, ten goals conceded, one of the highest amount of goals conceded in mm. Europa League period by any team. They have one of they have one of the worst goal uh, expected goal um, rate me, uh, metrics. So they haven't created many many great or many opportunities to begin with. They've conceded the most in terms of that. I had the charts up earlier. So it, the the context is there, right? The everything is going in our direction for this game. So it's our for for me. It's it's our game to lose. And I think at this point we're guaranteed at least Europe beyond January. We might as well just throw the kitchen sink at it. And yeah, because... we've got nothing to lose essentially. Exactly. And, and even the players that came out, I think some one or two of them came out after Fenerbahce and said, you know. We're gonna go for it, go for first yep. place, you know. And it was nice to see that because obviously we're we're all of the expectation. Ah, oh, we finished second. That's kind of what we expected. But to see the players yep. say that, obviously it's social media, so probably the teams who said it. But still, it's nice to kind of see that motivation all the same. Yep. Um. And yeah, I'm I'm really excited for tomorrow. I think I do I do hope it's a good game. And like you said, we Me we too. finally seem to be going. We seem to be playing more like how we were, kind of. Ironically, around the same time last season, when we before we started a bit slow, our fullbacks were kind of old and we weren't overlapping so much. And now you're seeing that a lot more of what we saw around this time last year. We're, we're looking a lot better now. Yeah, exactly. And and I think that that's going to play a part in the game tomorrow. We have another hot take here from Libyakos FC Fan Club of California. Prediction: Very close game. We should win by either uh, one nothing or two to one, with Masura scoring at least once. The biggest issue this season is the is the lack of playmaker midfielder since Fortunis is injured and Valbuena is way too old. Ideally, mm. our scouts managers can locate a player who can replicate what Iba Gaza did. <laughs> Well, yeah, you know, while we're asking for, you know, the world, yes, <laughs> yeah, that yes. would be, that would be lovely. I think, I think that's, um, I think that is a hundred percent correct. Uh, and I think that scoreline is more realistic. I don't think it's going to be real. You know, if we're, if I'm being more realistic, I don't think three, nothing, three, one is going to happen. I think it is going to be in more one, nothing, two, one thing. But then we, did, we, did, we didn't see that. We didn't think that against Fenerbahce when we played away, we didn't yeah, expect to win true. some of us. So yeah, anything's possible. And we've only kept clean sheets against Fenerbahce for some reason. Couldn't do uh, it against Frank for Antwerp. Yeah, Have you gone through the teams that we could face if we go into the playoffs, Adi? Actually, no, I have not. Thank you because so much for bringing that up. There's some teams, if you weren't following the Champions League matches tonight, that are going to be very difficult. And two of them are Barcelona and Borussia Dortmund. That's right. Oh That's right. my god! It would be so Olympiagos if we if we do end up in second um, to get Barcelona or Borussia Dortmund. It'd be it, very, it really very would. It, it I really know, would. I can't. I can't remember who else. I think Sheriff Tiraspol are in there. Like, and they are. That's correct. Um, I can't. I, off the top of my head, I can't think. I don't think even. I don't think Sevilla even made it to the Europa League this season. I think. Well, I can't remember. I'll yeah. go through oh. the whole list. I have it. I did oh. say I would bring this list up and I would read through it and I didn't. So sorry about that, guys. But Stephen, thank you for reminding me because before we close up, I will bring it up right now. So here's who we got as potential opponents. Should we come in second and have to play one of these teams? Uh, from Group A, RB Leipzig. 
and okay, I do not. Tough. You do not want to play them. I don't know if anybody watched the the last match of the game week, but they were they looked good. Yeah, they looked Perfect really team. good. Want no part of that. Porto. We've played them if recently. I'd rather not play them again. Dortmund. We, That's from Group C. To be fair, the last time we got Dortmund in the group stage, we beat them three one, if yep. I recall. But yep. we wouldn't do that now because they have Haaland and Ex- yeah. probably slap and Bellingham, so they probably slap us. It would be very tough. Sheriff, <clears throat> Sheriff, of course. I, uh, you know, that's an option. Barcelona. See, I mean, Sheriff. Going back to that quickly, I'm, I fancy us, but then they have Golovos who would want to score against us, and I could see him scoring against us because it's typical um, former players. But they've come back us. to earth. But they've come back. to They earth have come back down to earth after beating after beating Shakhtar and. Real Madrid, yeah, they, yep. yeah. So Barcelona again, Barcelona. This is the worst Barca team I've ever seen in my lifetime. If you if. think, where, think where they were ten years ago, Adi, yeah. they'd won, they'd they'd won a second Champions League under Pep Guardiola. They that was the best team, of, arguably of all time, club wise. Yep. And now they're they're just they're they're in the Europa League with with us. Yeah. If we were ever going to beat Barcelona, this would be. Yeah, if we can't beat sure. this Barcelona team, we are never going to beat Barcelona. No. Um, and then in Group F, we've got Atalanta. And guys, I don't know if you're watching them in Serie A. They are doing amazing. They didn't do quite so well. They only won one game in Champions League. Uh, and their group was Man U, Villarreal, and Young Boys. But uh, they're a scary team in Italy. Mm. Um, I do not. I would not want to play against them. They've they've looked pretty good yeah. to me. They were uh, so unlucky not to beat Man United. I promise you. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm not a United fan, so I'm United. I don't know how they finished top of that group. Quite frankly, they were so lucky the entire the entire group stage. Anyway, Atalanta yeah. play really nice progressive football. They like they play anti-Italian football. They play oh, yeah. really really good football. Very nice, open, fluid. I mean, and in the games, just a bit, just so everybody knows, just because they didn't win a, uh, you know, they only won <clears> one <throat> game. They didn't. They only lost one game too. <laughs> so, uh, uh, three draws. Um, or I should say a couple of draws. Oh, and I forgot the, the game today got postponed. I completely forgot about that yes. because of the snow. It's, it's so playing they, to, they're playing it tomorrow. That that correct. So if they win, then it actually will be Villarreal that, that gets dropped out. Still a if tough team. They won the Europa so, League last season. So. And we don't match up well usually against Spanish teams. So I'm not, I am Ooh. not about that. I remember Levante. Do you remember Levante? No, oh, don't remind me. Who was <laughs> so rough against Levante? Don't remind me. Then from Group G, there's Sevilla. Uh, again, um, I do not like matching up against Spanish no. teams. I don't no. think we do well against well, them. Lopez might score against his form, his, his parent club. So that would be that would be nice. It'd be fun justice. And then, of course, in the in Group H, there's Zenit, and Zenit didn't look bad either. Hmm. Against, yeah. against Chelsea, they look pretty good to me. So yeah, they're and, a weird team, Zenit. I don't quite know where to put them because normally they just there's been seasons where they've done amazing in Europe, and then other times they've been rubbish. But Yep. I wouldn't want, I wouldn't, they've got, who they have in their team? They have a couple of decent players. They have that kid who was at Barcelona for ages. They, that Barca bought him for big money and then they sell, there was like a Brazilian kid. I can't remember his name. Malcolm, that's his name. I think they've got oh, Malcolm. Yeah. yeah, he's at Zenit. He's yeah, supposed to be quite good. They have, uh, <clears throat> I know they have the, that midfielder, Barrios. Um, yes, and they also name. have Asmoon as well, who's sort of like a really, really good, like tricky little player. I forgot. I forgot about him. We have a yeah. comment from Costas Llanos here. I reckon Barcelona is the team to draw. Costa coming out with his own hot take. Love it. 
Listen, look, <clears throat> if, if we were ever going to beat a Barcelona team, it is this one. It's just like when we when we drew Manchester United in round of 16 in Champions League a few years ago. Yeah, that was the that, perfect time to play them. That was that was the best time to play them. David, that David Moyes team, they weren't that good. We beat them in Greece only to stuff it in Old Trafford. Well, I mean, there was some... I also believe there was some very questionable officiating in that match. It was, that is, it, yeah. But then it was also Van Persie against us. Yeah, Van Persie <laughs> literally saved them, but... Yes. You know. What what can you do? What can you do, Steve? So that there's some interesting teams there. The teams obviously we would want to draw if we can. Uh, I, you know, Sheriff Tiraspol <clears throat> I think is the one that we would have the best odds to beat. Um, mm. You know, but Barca f- playing against this Barcelona, it's still Barcelona. They still have a team that's worth probably three or four times at least what ours yeah. is worth. I mean, they have men- they still have um, Memphis Depay. It's a very yep. good player. They still have they do they just they still have good players in general. It's, yeah, they're not putting it together, but it's still a good team. And of course, it would be our luck that they decide to bring it all back together. Exactly. You know, and, and, and to be honest, Ari, I don't really know how it works once you hit the round of 16. Like, do do the playoff teams who win go into the same pot as the teams who finish top of the Europa League groups? Because I'm just thinking, even if we finish top, we might draw them anyway, which would be yeah. t- typical. Typical. I think I think that. Um, I mean, I can I can try and pull it up real quick. Yeah, because but, I'm trying uh, to I'm trying to weigh it up if if we do like because right now I'm thinking it's like eighty percent second, twenty percent first, maybe maybe less than that, maybe nineteen ten. I don't know. Um, but I'm just thinking because if we finish, we could finish top and then get a really stupidly difficult team. I'm just wondering if that's the case or if we get. And I'm I'm trying to think. I can't I can't remember how it works nowadays because it, all the formatting's changed. The So the um, the group winners in round of 16 are seeded, and then yeah. the, the winners of the knockout rounds are unseeded. So then the okay. it's, it gets, you get drawn, it's seeded, unseeded. So that's what would uh, end, up, okay. end up happening. Um, we, have, uh, we have a justification for Costa's hot take here. Sure, um, I'm interested. His hot take, uh, Costa Tianos, he said that the Barcelona is the team to draw. Barcelona is no longer Messi's team, but they play like they are. They're not playing based on their limitations, but despite them, they will leave spaces open because they will want to attack. Sheriff won't. Plus, the players would take Barcelona more seriously than Sheriff. Mentality is important in the playoffs. And I, you know what? That's actually, mm-hmm. I will concede to that point. I think that's a very good point. And our players definitely, when they think it's a team that they they should beat, they, so far this season, they haven't really shown Yeah, up. I mean, well, look what happened to Ludogorets, the team that knocked us yep. out of the Champions League. Look what happened to them when they actually played in the group stages. Yep. Yep. No, you are, you're absolutely right. So, uh, uh, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to take that 100%. Um, you know, so I, th- I actually think that's a very, 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 very good point. So, yeah, in that case, I would rather draw them because then I think our players would are more likely to show up. It would be an incredible evening as well, regardless. It would be great. It would be a great atmosphere. Oh, Fethanol brings up a good point uh, about the coefficient. <clears throat> Do you get a coefficient boost if you finish first since you play two games less than some teams? And that actually, I believe, is correct. <clears throat> I'm, looking, I'm looking up on the Cassiesa site right now, and I will confirm this as we always do. Um, I, will, I will confirm this. But uh, it does look like whichever team wins the uh, the group, they do get a bonus for going directly to round of sixteen. 
Okay. Now, obviously, for winning each stage in the knockout round, there you get points for that. And I think if you win both games, obviously, it's worth more. But at least it's guaranteed points. Um, so we do get Greece would get guaranteed, um, a guaranteed coefficient point from making it directly if we make it into the round of sixteen. If Olympiacos were to, and uh, th- thank you, Fethenos, for bringing that up because that brings us up to the coefficient. Um, guys, if you haven't been paying attention, um, looking at our ranking for, for, you know, this in the last five years, I mean, we are putting, Greece is actually putting some work in, uh, primarily from Olympiacos, but as well, you know, also from the, the, the wins and some of the performances, albeit inconsistently of Bauk. Um, the, our coefficient has picked up currently we're sitting at 15th. We're over Turkey. Um, we're, we're over Cyprus, over Denmark. And this is really good. Now, it's not likely that as the standings sit right now that we're probably going to go any further than this because Switzerland's sitting at 29. They only have one team left, but we would have to win. Balk and us would have to make it both to, I believe it's the round of eight. Of well, we both made their, the quarterfinals. Exactly. For us to <clears throat> get enough coefficient points to get up to where Switzerland is. And that's obviously not going to, not going to happen, but there is a, a silver lining here because as it stands right now, looking in at the, how our ranking would be for next season, as it stands, assuming everything ended, how it ends today, Greece would be sitting in 14th. What that means is, that, that doesn't have yet any bearing on what will happen for the future qualifying campaign because next year we're already we're, – we're quali- Greece will be qualifying because we were like t- 19th or 20th at the end yeah, of last season. Yeah, we were 19th, yeah. But if we do well, if we can if, – if Greek teams can perform decently in Europe next season, right, we're at 14th. We are within striking distance of, of Switzerland and Serbia there. We're only a couple coefficient points off. And that means that for the following season, right, this or the season following that, that we could be in really good shape. We could be in really good shape, get our extra Europa League spot back, and get close to having two teams that can compete for Champions League. We're close, guys. We we dug ourselves into a look looked like a bit of a hole, but this performance. And the bad season or one of the bad seasons that we're going to be losing at the end of the season are putting us into a good position. So if we if we can push, you know, if Olympiacos can make it to round of seeing 16, if Balk, if Balk can get into just God, just get into the knockouts for, for the love of God. That's all at this point we can ask from them. <clears throat> it sets us up into a much better position next year to be able to do something and to be able to have more teams, which means then more champions league and Europa league money um, for in general, and to be able to compete. That's all really important. Um has <laughs> been aggressive today. Box draws against tin pot FC are really carrying us. No, it's a that's carrying us Their Their stuff helps. It's a, it's a buff, a little buffer, <clears throat> something to help us on the way. Borfiro seven. We must make our mentality hard as steel. We cannot do our job well if we underestimate the opponent's aggressive mm. approach of the game, full pressing. I'm not saying no to full pressing, but we haven't seen it all season. I doubt it's happening. 
Yeah, I, I, I can't see it either. But as we've said, Adi, the team looks better. They're playing yep. more cohesively. It's nicer to watch. Um, and we're still picking up the wins just more impressively now. Um, yeah. And yeah, whoever we get at this, you know, whether we hit the playoffs or whether we make an unlikely round of 16 entrance, we just need to take whoever we get. And this team, this team is talented. This team is capable of reaching the quarterfinals. They are like, we, we've all said it on paper. This team is really decent. And I think people, and you know what, the, the, I will say this, people in this country are giving us a lot more credit as a team in the last few years, especially since we beat Arsenal and the like yep. with the El Arabi goal in the last minute of at extra time. But I think generally, on a general sense, t- some teams do still underestimate us. And I think we still need to take advantage of that rather than underestimating our own opponents, whether they be on a similar or slightly lower level on paper to us. We need to just n- take every game seriously, you know. Yeah, you are you are absolutely right. And we are we are still underestimated. It doesn't matter how many times. I don't think it'll matter. We could beat Arsenal all the time when we see them. They're still going to think we're a what are they a farmers league is what we're going to hear all the time. Yeah. And you know what? That works to our advantage because the more people sleep on us, then the the better the better they're going to sit. They might take kind of like how we did against Levadiakos or Offi in the beginning in the first in the first like 20 minutes of the game, we sit back a little bit because we think we've got it. And that's when we could strike. That's when we can take our opportunity. And I believe that. And I hope, I hope everyone underestimates us. I hope they continue to do that because that's going to be, that's one of our key, key strengths. People underestimate us and we come out and surprise them. It always happens. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Steven, thank you so much for joining, man. I'm glad you no got problem. to make it at least even for for the last 20 minutes. That was fantastic. Uh, yeah, thank I appreciate you so you having me on, Ari, <laughs> even if it was just for like a portion <laughs> of it. Yeah. No, man, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. you gave me you gave me a break from talking. It's like the solo thing is tiring. Yeah, you're doing a good job though. Uh, I, I appreciate it. It's not, it, it feels weird. It feels weird. I got to say that. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Fetanos. I have Fetanos though. They're always to keep me, keep me moving. He motivates me, you know. Of course, he he doesn't jump in to join, but he loves to. He loves to to chat. He should. He should more often. He'd he'd Uh, he'd have a lot to say, I'm sure. I I I know he definitely does, and you know, I told him he's got to come show everybody his his beautiful Finnish mane. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. That long hair. Love it. And anyway, guys, I, I said it before. I'll say it again. Don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, follow us on all platforms. The more people that come, the more people that become a part of this project and part of this community, the more things we can do, the bigger we can elevate Greek football and, of course, Olympiakos. Check out socials. There's more stuff coming in the next couple of weeks. we got some fun interviews, like we said, with the Olympiakos Fan Club of New York president, with the president of Olympiakos academy in new york gosta is going to be at the game tomorrow so check out uh the stories uh and if you if you guys are going to be at that game please send us pictures send us videos and join us live we want to see what the atmosphere is like we want to hear what your takes are from the field itself so thank you everybody for listening especially if you've made it this far This is Gate 7 International by the fans, for the fans. We are hoping for a huge, huge win tomorrow. We need it to be a huge win. And if everything works out in our favor and Fenerbahce can beat Frankfurt, take that first place, make it to the round of 16, 12 points, which would be historic for Olympiacos. So, Galinichtasas, everybody, and we'll see you tomorrow. 
You just listened to an episode of the Gate 7 International Podcast, a podcast connecting Olympiacos fans from Brussels to Tokyo, from Toronto to Geneva. We are four Olympiacos fans from every corner of the world, bringing you news and interviews of the team you love in English. With new episodes twice a week, you will never miss out on the latest updates and stories of the team you love. If you liked what you heard, make sure to follow us on social media at Gate7INTL. Give us a subscribe on YouTube or even leave a review on all our podcast channels. Until next time, this is our team, our city and our story. Three